0: Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza and on this episode of the Your Life Your Terms show, I sit down with John Paul Gulbis to talk about everything investing, whether it comes to investing in Ontario, which he has over a decade of experience with us. I think it's been almost 14 years we talk about it on the on the podcast in all sorts of properties here in Ontario right around the Golden Horseshoe area. Actually, he was talking about St. Catharines, maybe before anybody was talking about St. Catharines because he's from St. Catharines. And uh, he also recently just bought a property south of Calgary and And it is a beautiful, epic piece of real estate with a river running through it with mountains in the background. So we talk about his knowledge of that market, why he was drawn out there. And then we just have a conversation on rural properties in general, whether it's in Alberta or whether it's out here. He is now kind of going back and forth a bit more often. So if anyone is listening, would like to connect with JP for property knowledge out in the Calgary area. JP is your unique person who understands the Ontario market and the Calgary, Alberta, Alberta market. So that's what we talk about. We talk about, we get into horses and a whole bunch of other weird and wonderful topics. An absolutely fantastic individual, just thrilled and grateful and blessed both Nick and myself to have uh, crossed, myself, ourselves, both Nick and myself. We are both blessed. That's what I think I wanted to say, (laughs) to have crossed paths with someone Like J.P. Gulbis. And if you are listening to this and you want to meet people like J.P. Gulbis, he's one of the members of the Rockstar Real Estate team. You can check out everything that we are doing here, whether it's the membership that we have, all the different components of the membership with the 12-page monthly newsletter that goes exclusively out to members that talks about macroeconomic things and local real estate things, or one of the over 20 classes that Rockstar Inner Circle members get access to, or the multiple large events that we're doing every, uh, every year, all of these weird and wonderful and wacky things that we put on here at Rockstar, are available to you as a Rockstar Inner Circle member. You can check out the details of that by visiting rockstarinnercircle.com. So if you wanna check out what it, uh, what a Rockstar Inner Circle membership gets you, all the benefits of that membership are listed at rockstarinnercircle.com. That's enough for this intro, let's get on with the show.
1: Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Karadza. Are you ready?
0: Let's go. We're recording with John (laughs) Paul Gulbis, and I forgot, John Paul Gulbis can sing. (laughs) Dude, you should, no, you wouldn't be the first person, though. Zvonimir... A gentleman by the name of Zvon, or Zvonimir, came on here and sang. So you wouldn't be, don't think you're breaking your ground. This has been done before. No. <laughs> what, what type of music did you sing? What, what, what did you sing? It was It was rock. Yeah, yeah. Rock. Come right
1: into the mic, right yeah, into the mic. Uh, rock music, I guess you could call it. Yeah. What do you mean, I guess you could call it? Well, I mean, there's so many variations of rock music, right? So, all oh, right, I'm, I'm eating it now. All right, here yeah, we go. Yeah, you basically yeah. Need these mics. <laughs> um, got it. Hmm.
0: Um, what, what, you know, we were just uh, talking about life and traffic and purpose, and uh, I, had, I had, didn't know the acronym for MADE Medical assisted, what is it? Medical assistance in dying. Medical assist assistance
1: in dying. And that's legal now in Canada from what we've been for a while. Apparently I had, I knew very little about it, um, whatsoever. And then, and then, yeah, this, this person in my life, uh, decided to, uh, you know, had, had, uh, was suffering from cancer and it was going, uh, he was, he was, he was, you know, it was getting worse, quite, quite a bit worse. And just, uh, you know, watching or not watching, but having this person do it. And it just, and seeing, you know, getting to visit with him and then knowing that by the end of that week, he was going to, you know, he was, he had his date set and, and it was just, uh, it was such a different perspective on, you know, you go through your life and you have all of these things that you want to do and, and, and the way you shape your life and design your life, but then to get to the end of it and go, yeah, but, and then, Jeez. now I get the opportunity to be like, no, I'm going to do it this way. And I never really thought about it like that, but it really like, I don't know, it, it kind of just changed my perspective on the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in a good way, you know? Um, so I don't I don't know if this is available in every country, but it certainly made me think, you know, and, and we talked, talked about this briefly, like there's, there's some controversy over it, but in this particular situation, I thought, man, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is great. His you know? terms. His terms. Exactly. You know, we were having drinks on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, I've, you know, my family visited him and then, man, I'm, you I'm know, getting sad
0: and emotional it, hearing you talk about it again, but, it, but like we just said before, it's, it's kind of, I like it. It,
1: yeah, it really impacted me in, I think in more of a way, um, than, had, I just got a call one day that, you know, he had succumbed to, to the disease and, and uh, the way that he had done it, I was just, it was inspiring for lack of a better word. So how was his
0: attitude at the end there? What he, he was just saying, this is my choice. I'm happy. Like, was he upbeat? Totally. Yeah.
1: Totally. Making jokes and talking about things. And like, I think it was harder for us. Almost like what a ride. What a ride. Exactly. You know, and he definitely lived uh, a full amazing life. Like he really did. And, and to, to why, why do you think he did? Why, why do you say that? Why because he
0: had people around him that he loved? Like what, his why, life? Yeah. Uh, I guess I've just been thinking
1: more and more of like, what makes a full life? <laughs> I, I think the, the, you know, he, he, he was, a um, uh, one of his granddaughters had made a post and, you know, he was, and it's true it as a, you know, he was very principled and very disciplined. Hmm. And um, and seeing that the the way that he he operated in life and the way he went through life and and was a successful you know engineer and worked hmm. for different companies and whatnot and but just you know having a, a, a family and you know just it just seemed that like it was the perfect sort of like you know okay hmm. nothing's perfect of course but like the way he, yeah, he went checked through off it, a lot of boxes he he really did and like you know all of his kids, you turned out very, very well. And, you know, and just the whole thing just seemed like, man, like coming from Germany at like eight years old or whatever it was. And, 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 uh, and getting, going through all of that and having such a full life of travel and, you know, all, you know, and then just being able to be like, yep. Okay. So this is what's going to happen. And, uh, this is how I'm going to do it, you know? And so he right, got, he got yeah. sick, he got cancer. Mm-hmm.
0: I think you have to get a couple doctors to sign off on this or something. I didn't get into the yeah, details yeah, on I, that. Yeah, I don't know either, but but so he he, he decided to do this, Got gets a, the proper approval in Canada to do it, and then yep. he
1: does it. Yeah, and then like, Jeez. again, there's this picture on his last days in his suit he's got a martini and he's yeah. smiling and he's just like <laughs> yeah let's do this you know yeah. and i was just like i don't know it just hit me in a way wow that, that was really like okay there's 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 a way to do this that i had never it never really you think okay one day it's going to happen but you don't think but like you're there's always that fear of like at the end of it uh no one wants to suffer at yeah. the end right yeah. and and to have that ability to say okay well before it gets too bad, you have that ability to say, no, I'm going to draw the line here mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, wow, anyway. Thinking about
0: it that way is just so different. Like, I wonder what J.P. Gulbis, like what you would say at the end of your life. Let's say you live like healthy to the year. Let's pick a, a year, like 90 years old or 90, yeah. more, like healthy right till yeah. the end, yeah. right? I wonder what you'll look back on life and say, or what regret you might have. Like you're now spending some time, you bought a property out in Calgary, which is, I know your thing. Yeah. So you're kind of checking that box
1: off. Yeah. Like, I wonder what you'll look back on. Have you given that any thought? I have. Yeah. And as time goes on, I think about that more. Do you? For sure. How old are you now? I'm 44 today.
0: You're old guy.
1: I know I'm joking. 44, dude. (laughs)
0: Um, but okay. So you're thinking about that more.
1: I am. Uh, just because like the first 44 years, uh, well, everyone knows this as you get older time, just doubles as far as like the speed of it. So you're thinking, okay, well it took this long to get here, but I feel like it's going to take half as long (sighs) to do the next, you know, the back nine, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be Way faster.
0: It feels like the calendar, you know, in those cartoons, when you see the calendar, the paper calendar, just flipping
1: mm-hmm. over like those sheets of paper, are just flipping over the, 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 the one, the one, um, slide in the fast start class that shows the weeks of your life. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw that for the first time, I thought I, I'm printed it off right away and I keep it on my desk. Cause be like, there's not that many weeks uh-uh. in your life when you look at print no. it off and you, if you scratch them off as they go I know. by, it's, it's. I don't want to say terrifying, but it's certainly grounding. <laughs> you know, yeah, slightly terrifying yeah, yeah. too, man. Yeah. slightly terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, luckily, I don't have too many regrets so far, um, and I'd like to keep it that way. So, the but biggest yeah. thing it
0: seems to me that I'm enjoying is experiences with the family. Yeah. So, like, I really need to keep the people I love around me yep. and doing things, yep. and those seem to be. The most satisfying things of my life. Correct. So I just want to yep. keep making sure that those things happen. It's one of the things Nick and I talk about that when we bought that property in Croatia, it cost us four Hamilton Mountain rental properties yeah. at the time, yeah. which is huge because if yeah. you think those properties we could have bought for like two hundred and five thousand or two hundred and ten thousand. Yeah. Um, I still remember when you when we, you and I chatted like shit. They're two hundred thirty four thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars. <laughs> the gig, the gig's over. No yeah. one's. Gonna, do you remember? Yeah. I'm Like yeah. nobody's going to buy these properties. Anymore. Yeah. Anyway, cost us four of those, and those properties are all now worth, I guess, between six hundred and eight hundred and fifty thousand or yep. whatever. Yeah. So there, we left a lot of money on the table there by yep. not buying those four properties. Yeah. Um, but those experiences that both of our families have. Like my daughter has been going there since she was
1: four. Yeah.
0: Every summer, except yep. one COVID summer we missed. Yep. And my, my son now has been to Europe, you know, a dozen or more times. And yep. I feel like the, the life perspective they have. We went to the village multiple times that my aunt, the last living relative that we had there, my grandparents were there. My aunt lived in a village with no running water, yep. a well, yep. no washroom. She had to use the neighbor's washroom. Yeah. The, the, the joke from some of my friends who visited there is that there's no, the house has no, uh, doesn't have four walls because it's built into a side of a rock okay. and it just, <laughs> the front of the house is like exposed to the elements and you, you walk into the center of the house and then there, there's like doors to the kitchen or bedroom. But the center of the house is like exposed to the outside, like to see this JP. I wish I could take you to this. Sounds awesome. It is really (laughs) awesome. And, And animals used to live underneath this house. And the reason they did it was they provided heat. Because the heat oh, of the right. body warmth of the animals right. in the winter months right. would be useful. Oh, you mean like farm animals? Farm animals, yeah, okay. like cows yeah. and horses yeah. and chickens yeah. and stuff, but yeah. they have them under the house. And yeah. when I asked, you know, my family there about like, why are some of the animals directly under the house? Why was the house built like this? Yeah. It was because of the body heat of the animals yeah. that helped heat the humans above them. Yeah. Is that not
1: ridiculous? It's true. <laughs> and, and uh, you know... It, with the horses I mean, everyone probably knows that i'm involved in horses but it's the same in in the stables you know where some stables are not heated some are but it's just when you have that much body mass when they're all indoors the the, the radiant heat that comes off their they don't, bodies, okay i didn't know this yeah i mean they're blanketed too in in at least ours are in the winter but still there's a lot of heat that comes off of them
0: yeah yeah I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite get that. I remember one night I was there and I woke up in the middle of the night. Uh, My my grandparents were still alive. My aunt wakes me up and a cow that was under the bedroom that I was sleeping in was giving birth. Oh, wow. And about six or seven people gather (laughs) from the village and I saw this calf you know, pop out. (laughs) I was like, this is just wild. Like this is completely (laughs) wild with my aunt, like screaming at the cow, (laughs) you know? And I think they all looked at me. I named this cow when it was born, you know, they're like, what's the name of it? It's just like these weird life experiences. But for my kids to go there and see that these are the things that to me just if i'm reflecting now at the age of 50 these are the things that are most important those kind of like family Absolutely. loved ones together yep. together moments um yep. with the horses i remember my grandfather riding like through a rainstorm back from some vineyards on a on a we had a white we had a white horse yeah and the horse he was i guess in his 90s at this point and the horse he didn't look to me even like he was in the mental state that evening to get home and the horse just trotted him home yeah because it knew yep. like where to go um when you're dealing with horses over the years. I mean, what kind of connections have you made with some of these horses? I guess they just become like part of the family.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, I mean, I, I, you try to draw a line. I tr- I try to only because, um, it's, you can't keep them all. Uh, they depending, they're very expensive. And so it's not quite the same as a dog. Mm-hmm. At one point it would be great to, to be at a point in my life where I could keep, you know, horses forever, have them retire and, you know, and then they would. But so far I've I've had to look at it like the idea of the horse and being involved with the horse is more important than any individual horse. And the reason that I have to look at it like that is because they are so expensive and you have to look at it. There's no business case for it really, at least right now in, in my life there hasn't been. So yeah, have, one of our business mentors
0: used to say that the horse, he had a stable, he had a bunch of horses and he did the, 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 the horse riding when you ride on two wheels and he sat in a little, yeah, saddle. the Sulkies, yeah. Sulkies yeah. and he, in Ohio. And mm-hmm. he said that, uh, his horses just ate money. They do. Like, yeah, yeah just, they do.
1: But he loved yeah. them. Yeah. So he did. This. Yeah. So, so what they give you is that when you're with them, it's a, it's a it's a different feeling. So it's almost like a a bit of a meditation when, when things go well and then when things are not going well, then it's very stressful because they, they are so expensive and, and the vet bills and are you training horses right now? I have, I've kind of pulled back, um, since last year, haven't really done a whole lot with them since. Can you, can you tell anyone who doesn't know what kind of training you do? Uh, yeah, it would be like show jumping horses. Yeah. So, um, my my particular horse that I, that I was working with, I just I've let our trainer kind of take over, uh, and now I'm in the process of selling him because he's not going to be a long-term uh, horse for me. And uh, while he's worth something, this is the this is the issue: is while he's worth something, I want to sell him so I can have that capital to go buy something else that is going to be a better fit for me mm-hmm. for the future. Um, so it's be tough to, to separate from a horse that you've been with for a while. It, it's easier for me than it is for Amy she gets very attached you know um, and uh, and that's fine um, but I I have to look at it a little bit more logically like a, business. a little bit more like a again it's is not, the
0: market for these horses in Ontario very liquid? Or does
1: it take a, to uh, sell a horse? The, there's a shortage of good horses oh. for sure. Um, and that goes across the board in pretty much any discipline, um, for whatever reason, but, there's um, a shortage of horses too. There's a shortage of housing. There's a shortage of everything. You know what? In Canada, there's a the shortage of everything. I yeah. don't have enough anything. I know, <laughs> there, but it's, it's kind of always been that way in Canada. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it just, um, this particular horse is just like, no, nope, okay, it's not going to work out longer term for me. So let's sell him now while he's worth something. Otherwise anything can happen. You know, he can go outside to the paddock tomorrow and hurt himself yeah, where he become or something. Yeah. Or even not that just to have some sort of tendon tendon injury where it's like, now now he's just a lawn ornament, you know, and he's got to go retire in a field somewhere, got you a know, lawn ornament. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, it, So anyway, and you're constantly dealing with that stuff. It's like, oh my God, like you want them bubble wrapped and, and, uh, making sure that everything is looked after because again, like you put so much, so, so much money and effort into them. What what is the price range of these horses? Just the Uh, wide range. Oh, it's a wide range, but you know, to, to get something half decent in Canada to just like, for example, my horse, I'm, you know, hoping to get 60. Well, I had them for 70, but I think 50 to 60 is what I'm going to try to sell them for 60,000. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and that would be like probably about as for anything half decent. That's about as cheap as you're going to get for, for my discipline. So, and it goes up from there. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. I had no idea. I thought you were going to say 16 to 20. No, no, that that would be for a lower tier kind of horse, you know? Um, I've got to tell Nick to lease his daughter a horse. What's he waiting for? Telling me, he was telling me the price. It was way less than what you're talking about. But but again, but you know, for, for the stage that she's at, that would be, that would be a reasonable amount. Okay. Yeah.
0: When we went to, uh, Nick's daughter's latest horse show, I guess they had this little pony thing that was Mm -hmm. like maybe three feet tall or two and a half. Yeah. This tiny, miniature. Yeah. They just let it roam around yeah. the property. Like yeah. it's just free the yeah. thing. And we just stumbled upon it turned into it was a Longhorn horn we <laughs> yeah. all started taking pictures <laughs> next to this thing but it was yeah. like a moving wall horn it yeah. was the best thing ever. Oh they're great. It was a yeah. stocky little thing. Oh You're yeah. Like short but stocky yeah. it looks strong. Yeah. I think I, I wanted to tie it up to this car and see if they'll pull our car. I'm like this thing's stronger than we think. <laughs> well you could put you know three toddlers can get on them and oh, kind totally. of, yeah. I remember yeah. growing up loading dogs. Donkeys with like bags of potatoes, like the biggest, heaviest bags of potatoes you've oh, yeah. ever seen. Like, it, it, you know, it was, it took two adults to strap one bag to yeah. one side of this donkey. Yeah. And the donkey just had no problem. I remember yeah. thinking
1: how freaking strong donkeys are super donkeys. tough, super Incredible. tough animals. Yeah. But
0: yeah. they're kind of like fat. Have you ever dealt with donkeys? The ones we used to have, like their stomachs go like way up. Yeah. So you don't, <laughs> you look at
1: these things, you're like, these things kind of suck,
0: but they're the best.
1: Yeah. They're, they're, they're not the, I guess the, the, as majestic as a horse no, looks, but really but they're 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 beasts of burden. That's what they are. You know, they're, they're I love them. Yeah. Oh, they're and great. Stubborn as shit. Oh yeah. Man. yeah. They're just gonna like yeah. if they're
0: not gonna walk, you're yeah. not gonna make them walk. No. But when they're useful, man, holy smokes! Yeah. I was in shock. Yeah. Two donkeys could carry shit loads of stuff to a field because where the way the village was and the farm, some of the uh, some of the uh, fields that you would have to harvest were quite a walk. Like yep. I don't know, maybe not that far, but you know, between five and 10 K you're walking. So you needed donkeys. They didn't have tractors. So like you needed donkeys to load up stuff to bring there and then bring back JP, I'm getting flashbacks. I remember my aunt would tie a hoe to the back of a a bull (laughs) and she would plow the field. Yeah. Like how poor was our family? We didn't have a tractor. This is what my aunt did for sustenance. That's great. Isn't it wild? yeah. But I'm looking, b- and then we would have like, I think it was a little horse bag that the, you'd put a horse, horse feed in, but yeah. that was our lunch bag. Okay, and yeah. you'd go out there for the whole day. Yeah, And then you'd eat under the shade and yeah. have a little bit, and they'd give me a little bit of wine, even though I was young. Like, hey, <laughs> this, you need some, some wine. <laughs> but uh, dealing with the animals the whole time as a kid um, was amazing. So I would, just for you to be able to train horses and have that in your life, I think, uh, yeah, it's it, there is probably a meditative quality to being able to spend some time with horses. There is when
1: when, when you're just kind of grooming them and spending time with them, um, that that part is really like, you know, just kind of scratching on them and snuggling with them and, you know, and, and just having those moments. Those are those are like the those moments where where. Um,
0: yeah. It just so that you're not going to regret when you look back on your life, always the time you spent with horses is going to be time well spent.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's all, there's always, then there's the flip side to the cost and then there's, they're like, oh, these things, but at the you, flip know, side, you know, at the end of your life,
0: I know it's yeah, like a weird context, but I don't think you're going to care about the cost. I think you're going to care about the time spent.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to make it, but you got to manage. You're not broke. It. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing you got to have manage. to manage it. Yeah. But
0: I mean, every yeah. time I don't think you're going to look back on life,
1: regretting spending any money on the horses, as long as you can still pay your bills. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think like in there, you can see like, uh, kids with special needs and and that, and when they get to the horses, like it, it, it's, uh, Change, it, it changes them. Yeah. They're, they there's something about that that connection that like, the, they totally respond to that. And the animals seem to sense it as well. And they're a little more sensitive to it. And, and, uh, so just from a, an internal sort of like feeling thing, they're, they're, they're fantastic for that. And, uh, so you're right. Yeah. Th- those parts I would never regret. And, um, you know, I can tell, Like just over the last year, you know, you know, it's been a crazy year. And we bought this property, OS, and not spending the time with the horses, I, I can sense that it's like I don't get those, haven't had those Mm. moments, and so I've like, uh, you know, I'm a little more Mm -hmm. grumpy than. Yeah, it's like like a hit of
0: unconditional love in some weird way that you just get from these animals.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I don't, it's so weird. Like, do horses love or do? Uh, that's maybe that's the feeling that you feel who yeah. cares really there's, if they do there, or don't there, That's definitely the, a that's connection the they you, can yeah. show affection but you know yeah it's it's tough to say like do they miss me when I'm not there I don't know like cause yeah there's someone else to wouldn't feed it be them awesome than, to like, know though <laughs> yeah it would be <laughs>
0: It would be hey, with chat GPT. Pretty soon. We're just going to be able to have horses speak. They're going to talk to you. JP. Hey, JP. You know what? On your way back. Can you get me some lunch? <laughs> have, have, have
1: you seen these videos of Arnold Schwarzenegger with his donkey? No. Oh my God. He loves donkeys too. Oh, he's got one in his house and he's like eating his salad and the donkeys coming no. over. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, ah, he's like, come on. Yeah. It's hilarious. But is the donkey yeah. house trained. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But where does the donkey sleep? I probably on like a little bed or something, you know? But
0: the hunkies are huge.
1: Some are small. His is only about like this tall. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, he's not going to regret the end of his life. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Or maybe he will regret some things. He's at it. Yeah. But if someone in Canada, if you're looking at a property, mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about real estate at some yeah. point. But if you're looking at a property, I'm just curious. Let's say I wanted to buy a property in Ontario has a house on it and some sort of stable for horses. I don't know what a small stable looks like. What is a small stable?
1: Well a small stable is probably like four to six stalls. Okay. Four to like six that. stalls yeah. with a
0: house yep. in Ontario. Does the do these types of properties usually have another type of structure, like a barn on it too, or no? Well, that stable would be the barn. Okay, that yeah. stable's the barn. Is yeah. there another structure on it the could house? could be,
1: yeah. There, um, on, on the property? There could be. There could be like um, like a storage shed for maybe hay. Yeah, okay. You know, so a it, tractor or something. Is that a yeah. common type of layout
0: that I could find in Ontario? Oh, yeah. How much yeah. does a property like that cost? And what would the area be where I'm in? Like, let's say I'm going in, do they exist in Halton Hills right Of now? course, yeah. Okay, in Halton yeah. Hills, what
1: price am I paying for that kind of property? That is going to vary drastically. Yeah, give me the ballpark. Well, probably on the low end, 1.5. and then you know yeah depending on the it's more so depending on the house yeah sure the barn has very little to do with it okay it's that it's a livable house at 1.5 yeah Yeah. huh yeah i mean it might like size of the property how many look if you just go up 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 um uh guelph line you know and you you find some houses up up there or whatever you know a house that that is just your regular kind of yeah. little like a yeah, suburban type v- home that happens to be on a rural yeah, I property. I mean on the low end. Yeah. You're probably like 1.5. Maybe it needs some like upgrading or okay. whatever, but it's not going to be like super lavish or anything like that, but it'll be a decent home. Okay. So I'll
0: go there when you're describing if I'm spending, let's, let's bump it up some crazy amount to, to oh, I can to, go. You can, no, I know you can yeah, go as based yeah. on the, the house, but let's say you spend 2 million, two and a half million up there somewhere. How many acres is that? I know it can change based on how far, but how many acres?
1: I, Four. Again, it it's really more so on the house. Okay, the All like right. the, the the land part. Has, What's the typical amount of acres these properties are on? Uh, less than fifty. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. To to find anything fifty or over, and the smallest amount of acres they're on. Uh, usually just like a couple. All septic know.
0: stuff, the municipal water on yeah. any of these
1: properties. Um, usually not. Usu- unless there's this, like just, it just happens to be in an area that just like for whatever reason it's close to you know, it's close enough to suburban sprawl that there just happens to be Mm -hmm. municipal water there, but typically it's, it's well water or cistern. Uh, if the, if there isn't good well water available, cistern Cistern is basically a tank that gets put into your house or on the property close to the house. And then you get water trucked in. Huh? So like a, a company like the, will haul water in, in a truck, they'll come and. Uh, basically just fill your cistern. And then you have like the systems just like a well to purify the water and filter the water. Got it. So like yeah. infrared
0: and all yep. that stuff, filters. Yep. And then septic, of course, yeah, as well. What else to think about then? Hydro, Those are the two, hydro's coming in. So you don't hydro's about coming that. in. What yep. about
1: gas? Uh, yeah, gas could be something. There's still a lot of uh, properties out there that where there's not gas on the road. And if there is, maybe it hasn't gone to the house or maybe it's only at the top of the street and the neighbors haven't all collectively decided that they're going to you know together paid. bring the gas line yeah. down the road so it can still be propane uh Side or house, oil house. or oil or oil is still okay. fairly common yeah
0: oh oil still fairly common yeah. on these properties yeah. if you were buying a property um would you be okay with oil or would you look for one that has gas coming right into the house um
1: i w- it they're so they're both so common that i It huh, doesn't matter i i wouldn't i'd be more interested in like if you're going to be worried just about that, then maybe that's not why you the house be, for you. Yeah. You maybe that's not even the lifestyle that you want. Like they usually people are making the decisions, not based on what kind of heat does it have? You know, mm-hmm. unless it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like how many acres yeah. did you buy out in Calgary? Uh, 71 and change. Yes. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, with a river, no? Yeah. It has a, so the, the, the one, the one, the border of the property, luckily that Creek is on, is on our side, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And why did you buy out in Calgary and not something in Ontario?
1: Um, well it's two hours South of Calgary, so it's not in Calgary or, or on the outskirts of Calgary. Um,
0: see that's an asshole Toronto guy just saying, Hey, why? Yeah, did you, I, Calgary? you know, so I have to correct you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, the, the, why I bought out there was, um, I just loved the area. Um, have traveled all around, you know, the West in Canada. And, and we had thought about, you know, trying to get something maybe in BC, but logistically there was a few reasons why we chose, uh, Alberta, uh, and closer to Calgary was just, well, one, there's a major show jumping facility in Calgary. That's, uh, like one of the best in the world. Oh, So luckily that's right there. Uh Wow. Um, and then, there's a certain sort of type of landscape that I really like that. So like mountains in the background? Well, there's mountains like all over like BC and, and on the western so what side it of then? It's just that there's a certain type of landscape there that you can get sort of some of that in, in BC, but it's not quite Describe the same. Describe it for me. Um, Well, it's foothills rolling into the eastern slope of the Rockies. And so uh, that's very specific. Yeah. (laughs) But the way that it is, is like there's real big patches and swaths of aspen groves that you just don't get that in B.C. as much. Um, And then that goes down into Montana and then Wyoming and Colorado and New Mexico. And there's just this a certain type of landscape. And we have a very small amount of that um, in Canada and then in Alberta oh really yeah. There's lots of beautiful stuff in BC, yeah. But then, and um, in, the, in the Okanagan, and you so know so where, where you beautiful.
0: bought, then it's it's it's
1: rare, like it's hard to buy these properties. There's it's just there's not a lot there with so this you were particular fortunate landscape. To get this?
0: Yes, I was because you went there purposely to make connections with people to try to.
1: Well, I traveled something. there. Were you, um, is
0: this where you're taking trips on horses? Where where were the you t- show me videos where you were on a horse, like on the side of a freaking mountain?
1: All over that. Where was that? Where that, was that, that? that first one. That I should everyone else goes to all-inclusives and if you're
0: listening to this everyone else goes to all-inclusives in mexico in the caribbean jp would send his videos like hey guys just say, you know i'm on vacation or, or whatever and you just see the side of a mountain with like a horse's leg slipping on some rock yeah. that looks like if the horse slips enough the horse and jp are going down yeah
1: that that was in uh, british columbia that particular trip that i okay. went on and um was that so that was on trails for horses though because uh, it well, didn't look, it, that didn't look like you were even on a trail.
0: It literally looked to me from the video like you saw a mountain and you started galloping up the it, mountain with the horse.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, these are wilderness areas that are open to hikers and, okay. and whatever. But um, there's outfitters out there that can run businesses that take people out in the mountains and have these wilderness experiences. And so I've just was just drawn were you above that. the tree line. Oh yeah, we were at the top like yeah, going like over that. like the top of the mountain. Horse yeah. Is horses okay with this? These are these horses when they're not doing um these sort of adventure type of excursions. <laughs> Psycho treads. They're also used for hunting in in the Got fall. So they they're just used Yeah, cuz they're taking hunters up there and hunters are going up to hunt you know, mountain goats and mm. sheep and and uh elk and whatever, bear, whatever. So they're they're used to like Slogging it out, going up the, and sometimes tumbling down a little bit. And (laughs) like, it's, it's, it's a. Have you ever fallen? Have uh, fa- like on one of those, not on? No, a no, 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 okay. no, no. Cause you're not, you're not usually like racing up the mountain. You're like plodding up and you know, it's, it's steep and it's hard on the horses too, right? You have to, you have to take breaks. The best is the bushwhacking though. When you're like, ah, let's take a shortcut and you just go literally go up the side of a mountain through the trees. And it's just like, ah, you're just hacking your way. Through. And it's okay. The horses cause they're getting scratched pretty good, I guess, but they're these okay. horses are they're tough. tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These are not the show animals that we have here that live in a stall. These are out. And they're big
0: animals. So I guess there's no threat of any other animals that you stumble upon.
1: No, ba- bears are not not interested um, in horses. The bears are lazy animals typically. So they're not interested in getting hurt. Have you come across bears? Yeah, I've seen bears. Huh? Yeah. And then yeah. just, they mind their own business. You mind your own. Yeah, business. typically. No, yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. And then have you come across any, what did you say?
0: Mountain Rams? No. What did yeah,
1: you there's there's uh, like bighorn sheep, mountain goats.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, my experience with the goats is if they want to, they can get aggressive.
1: Yeah, actually, there was a story I just I just uh, heard about um, this rogue mountain goat. I don't know if it was in Montana <laughs> or Colorado or someplace, but yeah, he had he had managed to. Corner a, a, a hiker, oh shit, and killed him, and then he no. stood on him for like four days, and just all proud, like. And other hikers were coming by and going, "Oh my god, there's this goat, and he's like protecting and, his and like they, kill. And they couldn't yeah. get
0: to the human.
1: Yeah, eventually they got him, but like, holy yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah. Four days or something like that. Yeah, it was a while, but the time peep hikers had got out, called, and said, Hey, there's a guy up there. And like, and the, and the yeah. thing was standing on top of the human. Yeah, he was like, I got this guy. Yeah, which is it's a, why would gotta I be? Think, a, oh, that's just, it's just a freak thing, a freak you know. thing. Yeah, yeah, probably just a real aggressive Billy that was just like, No, nah, this is my turf, get out of here. Something you know? can get yeah. big too. Much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and then do you see
0: any other kind of like cats, like any kind of cougar type thing? I've never seen a cougar. Uh,
1: no, that's not true. I did see one last summer in Colorado. It, it, it's, it ran across the highway when I was there with a with a friend of mine. And that's the only time I've seen one in real life. They're very elusive and their range is absolutely enormous. So don't, what about yeah. wolves? Uh, heard wolves, never seen them.
0: Okay. That's like me when, when, uh, when I had some relatives that would go hunting, they would always, it's, it's almost like they talked in whispers about wolves. Mm -hmm. Like they were going hunting for wild wild boar, I guess you would call it in yeah. English, uh, yep. uh, like wild boar with the big, yep. you know, yep. the big teeth yep. and stuff like that. And these, uh, a herd of wild boar is not to be messed with. No. Because they can run, there would be stone walls on different properties. They would run through yes. the stone wall. Like yep. they would start going over it, but then they would just demolish yep. the stone wall. This thing, yep. this stone walls would be maybe three, four feet thick stone <laughs> yeah. walls. These aren't like one stone. Yeah. yeah. Just no, it, yeah. just demolished. Yep. If a herd of these things goes yep. over it. So not to be messed with but uh, but then when they were hunting every once in a while they would hear you know they would hear wolves but they the, the, the stories they would always tell me were there was such respect for the wolves first of all yeah. and that the wolves would only reveal themselves to the hunter if the wolf wanted to be seen like they were right. that smart right that like you if the, if you saw a wolf it wanted you to see it. That's yeah. how they spoke of it. I don't know yeah. how true that is yeah. as a hunter, but that's kind of like the way they spoke of yeah. wolves. Could be. So I've always just been fascinated with that animal. Yeah. And most yeah. hunters that I talk to, they never come across wolves. No, but they see no. their tracks and yep. you know, they kind of look like yep. they're big animals and stuff yep. like that. I mean coyote there's some coyotes here in oakville oh they're okay. everywhere everywhere yeah um but it's it's interesting because just the the size difference from a fox to a coyote mm-hmm. can be pretty big it is so if yeah. it's a coyote to a wolf again if it's yeah. like that kind of leap it's like, yeah holy shit they're big yeah, yeah. um we uh, sorry. I'm taking us all this discussion. I don't know no, if that some okay. things. That you no, want no. To I talk d- about, I but uh, yeah. but um, uh, to circle back again to properties in Ontario mm-hmm. on rural rural properties right now in Ontario. Do you? We went through the whole pandemic, and I'm sure that kind of picked up some some activity on
1: some rural properties. There was a ton of people that were basically. It was like an exodus to get to the.
0: That's what I feel
1: because up in Collingwood, yeah. I just yeah.
0: run into people in the farmers' markets and stuff. They're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we used to live in Toronto, yeah. and now we live yeah. like." you know, in the middle of nowhere, they're not in Collingwood, they're like
1: out just on their own property. So those, those, those property values, interestingly enough, they did not really, they weren't, they kind of went sideways. They weren't really affected Mm. much as far as the price. So maybe the market was just more liquid. People could get out if they wanted to get out. I, I think there's so much, there is so much money in this country and there's so much demand for that type of property and that type of property, because there's so much demand, there's not a lot of it.
0: So so then, wouldn't you have thought prices go up?
1: Well, yeah, they had been going. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But I'm just saying, like during you know, as as the prices kind of softened, you know, in in oh, in the last year, yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah. They haven't come down. No, they haven't really come down. Yeah, they've kind of gone sideways, and now everything seems to be kind of ticking upwards as well. Um, So, but.
0: I wonder if this is a sustainable thing because we've just been talking about filling rental properties and it seems like some of the Toronto rentals are now filling again faster right. than some of the ones that we have on, you know, suburban areas, mm-hmm. Niagara, Barrie, stuff yeah. are taking a little bit longer. I'm, you know, it's all kind of relative. It's not like it's seeing super long, but a little bit longer mm-hmm. than some Toronto. It's kind of like these waves of population seem to kind of, I wonder if this is just going to be a trend over the next 10 years where we see people from the city leaving sometimes, flowing back in, kind of back and forth. Somebody I know who supplies who works in the toilet paper industry here in Canada. They were telling me that their property managers that handle a lot of downtown Toronto, they're only between 35 and 40% usage of toilet paper. And I think this is the best gauge to see how many people are going back down to, to Toronto because they're only stocking toilet paper at what? Oh, 35 okay. 35 to 40% of what they used to Got stock it. toilet paper. Right, at. right. And I'm like, holy shit, this is like an interesting gauge on how many people, and I'm talking in the office building in <laughs> yeah. Toronto. Sorry, yeah. I'm switching gears on us. But um, they said it has been going up. Like it's, right. they're getting closer to 40%. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, so some people are, are finally going back into the city. Yeah. But I just wonder over the next 10 years if it ever gets back to where it was. They don't seem to think it's going to. And I just wonder if there's just this prolonged push for people to get property, the rural properties, even not as far as Calgary, but just in Ontario too.
1: Well, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it matters where you are. You know, there's, I know two of my friends moved to uh, the East coast to, to Nova Scotia from this area. Yeah. Hmm. And bought acreages and, it just like what it, do they do for a living? Well, one guy he just quit his job and and just like he that's had he on. had fun, he had resources and yeah, he yeah, just yeah. said nah screw it I'm we're out. we're going to go for this adventure while the kids are young and you know and uh, his wife got a job pretty much immediately and he decided that he's like nah I'm just gonna figure it out. And now he's, he's, uh, getting into the construction business, building homes and and stuff like that. So I was
0: hoping you were going to say he was a Zamboni driver. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Sidney Crosby
0: has an arena somewhere in Nova (laughs) Scotia and he's the, (laughs)
1: no, (laughs) no. And then, um, you know, but, but I, but I kinda, you know, I follow the Calgary market as well. And, and, uh, you know, the rural home sales there are up as well. So there's more of a, and, and a, 50% of the, the, uh, the net sort of migration into Alberta actually is coming from Ontario.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to stop. No. There. The no. weird part is that Ontario's population is growing so much that Ontario, even if a lot of people are going to Alberta, still doesn't have enough supply of houses here to satisfy. No. What are What are you seeing on... Now let's just talk about like regular rental properties where you're working with investors. Mm-hmm. How are you seeing it? Are
1: properties listed, getting listed and sitting around? What are they getting
0: listed for? Are there multiple offers? What do you see?
1: Yes. There's definitely in, in uh, like the Hamilton and the Kitchener markets, for example, example uh and, and of course in the Toronto market as well um things are multiple offers going very quickly um we've got a listing in Kitchener right now and it's literally like just nonstop it just what's I've the t- property it's a single family home what price point uh it's uh 775
0: yeah Holy yeah shit in kitchener yeah okay
1: and it's just like this one's a little bit more complicated and I won't get into details on that one but um, but you know Things are selling in multiple bids, holding offers, and that's in Hamilton, too. I don't think it's quite got to that level in um, in the St. Catharines market yet or maybe the Brantford market, but I've mm. heard so that the London pockets. market it's happening as well. So I think it's only and this kind of ties into the demand for rental housing. I think that if we're seeing that in the Kitchener, mm-hmm. Hamilton markets, it's not it's probably only going to be another month or two before that starts to overflow into the little bit further out markets. Mm-hmm. And then eventually that will, that will turn into the, the, the rental market and then that will rebound or whatever. It'll, it'll get more aggressive again, I feel. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, somebody here was working on a, trying to get a, a student rental listed at like 790. I think this was Hamilton. Yeah. This is 790. They thought um, they would go in aggressive around 830 to try to win it. Mm-hmm. They lose, goes for 850. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think people are still shocked that the real estate market's kind of turning around like that. But we just have no supply. That's like when thing. you're running your reports on properties that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're seeing just listings are way down. They are way down. So what yeah. are you, what are you, where are you, where are some of your, I guess, I don't want you to reveal all your secrets, but like, where no. are some of your favorite spots to take a new investor now? Is it outside of Hamilton
1: Woodstock? It It's all honestly, nothing has really changed in in that it's, it's where it's where a, you know, they have a certain budget or a certain prequalification qualification number that, that we have mm-hmm. to work with. So it's where can we find something? where can we actually find something because of the lack of inventory that meets the budget and then for those where budget is maybe a little more flexible it just depends on what it is that they want and then some people do like no i want a certain area and so we're stuck with with trying to find something in there um so there isn't really one location that's uh that's really, you know, better than another, or that I'm focusing on.
0: Are our know? investors you're working with focused on a specific type of property right now, or to, to uh, a specific strategy, or no, all over the map? Um,
1: what I mean, our legal second suite, yeah, student rentals. The single family home market is still like, yeah, not really many people are interested in that. Um, th- there, it depends on the it depends on the investor. The more seasoned investor might look at it and go, oh, you know. I'll get this cuz I can get it at a, a you know a low price a low, mm. quote unquote low price you know um compared to what it was a year ago a year and a half ago or whatever but um knowing that it's going to come back and they're buying they're buying on the discount and they're not buying for the cash flow let's say cuz mm. on a single family home the cash flow is not going to be mm. there at all mm. in fact it'll be negative you know um but um I still feel from, from an investor sentiment, um, there's still, a, there's still a bit of trepidation in the mentality of, of, of the investors. So there's still, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, everyone always, you know, it, owns, everyone's always looking for the deal, right? In good times and bad times, they want the deal. <laughs> if but then, you have a deal, call me, JP. It, it, I know. If you get a deal, then, call me. But then when you have the deal, it's like, well, not you know, the right I'm time. not sure Rates yet. are higher now you know, than exactly. when I told you. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like, okay, I guess like, but, and then I I know what's going to happen. Everyone's kind of like, oh, they're unsure. Well, not everyone, And then it just but, uh, switch then, flips. Exactly. And then I feel like this crazy. fall it's going to be so fascinating
0: to talk about this fall because I'm pretty convinced rates come down just to, there's to me there's some financial fire that yep. trigger. I don't know if it's like the regional banks in the, the U.S. That j- one just seems to fail now every week. I don't yeah. know if you heard. There's the, another one on the yeah, ropes now. Re- First Republic. You know that's already old news. Oh, that's. There's okay, another yeah. one. There's okay. another one now. I don't even know the name of it. That is like their stock was halted trading yesterday. Stock okay. was down thirty five percent. Yeah. The markets moved on. Pack what? I forget the name of it. Um. So like a bank just goes down. The banks that have failed now. Um, Had assets under control that were larger than the bank failures in the great financial crisis, right? So because I think the Washington Mutual I think was the biggest bank that went down the other ones like Lehman and stuff were investment Investment houses investment banks, but just on pure banks more banks have failed or a larger asset basis failed now under bank control than in 2008 Um, But that just seems like it's gonna happen every week and I'm wondering if we just get this like weird financial event where the, the central bankers in September come to us and they're like, "You know what? We said rates long mm-hmm. we're going to be higher for longer." Like that's the you know, yeah. they're going to higher for longer, but in order to protect you and for your own financial safety, yeah. we're going to have to drop rates pretty aggressively yeah. now. And if that happens, can
1: you imagine the switch on properties from people just that were kind of the, t- this is the thing that 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 I it's it's hard to it's hard to convey this, but there's something in people's minds that it, like maybe it's the herd mentality and no one wants to be definitely go out on a limb, sure. you know, and if, um, if if properties are cash flowing negative, on, if it's just a straight, if you're not doing
0: something like a student rental uh, or, or I, I know nobody wants to talk about these anymore, but old rent to owns when property yeah. negative, the rent to own got us that option fee up sure. front, which kind yeah. of circumvented negative cash flow because you got a bit of hit it. Yeah quite a sizable hit of cash. Yeah. Um, but people just don't
1: want the negative cash flow. But then yeah. when it's too, when things change, the market changes so quickly it does to capitalize. And it's changing before our eyes. Right now it is happening. And, and I, I, I But rates are still high. So they so it's are changing. But so some investors are jumping in. Yes, they are. These but are the seasoned investors then? Uh, it's all over the place. No, I, w- I wouldn't say. Or, it's or just, new ones that have just decided a, I need a property. It's a mix of both. Mm. It really is. But, it's interesting the the ones actually who I find are are holding back are the ones that really have the capital. Like they're they're mm, the, something the, the deeper pockets. Yeah. I guess, but I think it's all I think there's something in their head that they think that something else bad is going to happen, mm. which is going to make prices get worse or, or drop again or Which could happen, sure. It, it it could definitely happen. But from what we're seeing, uh I don't know maybe, maybe maybe it does but well no it could know. let's face it it yeah. could but the
0: policy response that listen yeah. that we both know people who have amortizations that are longer than their original amortization yes. somebody was just showing yeah. me uh, the other day a screenshot of a 68 year amortization yeah. Um. I think someone else was seeing something of 93 years yeah. like when you're amortization and the reason for that if you're listening is because interest rates went up in the banks instead of changing payments they're like just keep their, your same payment we'll just like change the length, yeah. length of the amortization and yeah. when your mortgage comes up for renewal we'll just deal with all this then sure and my thing is that they're not going to deal with it then because right. if there's a whole percentage of canadians that have all these long amortizations yeah off someone's going to come out and say you know what jp there's your an exception we're gonna let you have your 68 year amortization or maybe it won't be that but it'll be 40 years and 50 years but I don't think they're gonna true people back up to 25 because if there is a significant percentage of people who do have amortizations that have stretched out like that the banks don't want huge defaults on mortgages this is all wrong to say by the way everything I'm saying here is wrong we should there should be defaults banks should fail it should true up we don't live in real capitalism this is not a capitalism that we live in this is some weird quasi-social capitalism, socialism for the big banks kind of situation where we're just going to always save the banks. And if you conclude that we're always going to save the banks, then you know that if property prices come down in any meaningful way, the banks are going to hurt in this country because people won't make, won't make payments or walk away from homes because the situation where property prices come down is a bad economy and the banks don't want all these properties back. So the government's going to try to solve this problem, whatever it is, by flushing in longer something, longer yeah. amortizations, yeah. lower interest rates, checks in the mail to help people make payments, what, uh, uh, no payments for six months on your mortgage, whatever it is. Yeah. To me, they're just not going to let it fail. They probably should. They should let the market yeah. true up and come down in price that are not going to because the banks are at risk. Yeah. And if you know that. Then getting in now, and this just sounds like I'm, I know it sounds like I'm self-serving because we do real estate stuff. I just mean, I guess I shouldn't say getting in now. I just mean, there's no bad time to put good assets in your life when the economy is the way it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and, And I have investors that are buying cash. Come on. Yeah. They're like, nah, these interest rates are just, so the, I'll wait till so they'll the... come down and then they'll refinance oh, once shit. the rates come down. Cause they're like, yeah, I don't like these rates, but that's a the thing. They're, they're, yeah, that's a different mentality than others, but, and obviously have the means to do it. But yeah, I mean, I just, I just see what's going to happen come the fall when things, you know, like when, when there's some, something in the mainstream media that's like, oh, the rates are coming down, then everyone's going to be calling me, like, let's go. And it's be like, well, now you're fighting a gazillion people and that deal is gone the deal is gone and this you
0: know? is why unfortunately this is what drives me nuts that unfortunately we all have to be macroeconomic experts i know <laughs>
1: it's like know. you
0: should focus on your horses i think actually i still would <laughs> look at interest rates no matter what <laughs> but you know whatever <laughs> are you it, we shouldn't all be forced yeah. to become macroeconomic experts in some yeah. kind of not experts but <laughs> an armchair <laughs> analysts yeah. let's call it that to understand where the economy is going, but that's the state of where things are. Yeah. We're, all, we're all trying to guess: where's the stock market going to go? Where are yeah. real estate prices going to go? What's going to happen with interest rates? Yeah. You got this guy Tiff that comes up with a smug smirk smile when he talks about rates. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're smashing people's lives yeah. here. Why are you kind of? I don't know if you've seen him speak. He, sometimes he kind of has a little bit of a it, smile on his it, face. I'm it, like, it, yeah. dude, what are you smirking about here? It this is, is, gross. A hor- yeah. is a, yeah. the whole yeah. thing's just a yeah. horror show. Yeah. We have one guy getting up in Canada saying, "Here's going to the, the cost of money, and this is going to affect the." The stock market—it's going to affect your monthly payments. It's going yep. to affect everything, and he seems to be really enjoying it a little bit too much. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I, we're getting off track. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to happen as well in the in the fall. So it'll be it'll, neither of us have the crystal ball. No, it's going to be interesting to yeah. see. Um, I didn't think that we would be back to multiple offers in some pockets quite as quickly. So let me ask you something. Do you Mm -hmm. think this is going to carry through into the summer or is the summer going to be because the summer is usually quieter. I know some summers aren't the pandemic what that kind of stuff. Do you think it cools off a bit in the summer
1: like usual? Because we usually cool down in the summer. Uh, If we do, it'll be so slight. I I honestly don't think so. I think Why, why? Why? Because we haven't had a quote unquote, normal, uh, you know, year in a number of years now, there's always been something right. Mm. That's disrupting so the, the normal patterns pattern. are way off. The patterns are way off. And I just don't, I don't see with the amount of demand on housing that there would be magically, like everyone goes on vacation July and August and like, no one's buying houses. I just don't see that. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Not with the, de- not with this much demand already. I saw the psychology start to shift in December when as soon as they started changing the language like you could just feel it Same. not not that anything really changed right away but you could feel the momentum building and people were like okay January you know they did that 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 little increase and then from there you could see that pressure building and i don't know what happened march 1st but march 1st seemed to be like it was like a, a, a someone flipped a switch mm. and it and it it hasn't stopped and it's only been growing since then so I just, I just don't see how, yeah. The investors that you mentioned that were buying cash, what types of properties were those? Um, one was a new build, um, in Georgetown. Huh. Um, and, And that's uh, going to be a,
0: an income property or a primary place of residence?
1: Income property. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. New build, Georgetown. Yeah. Georgetown. They're going to rent it out. Yep. Single family yeah, home, semi town. It's a, it's a, it's a three story town stacked. Okay. Um, and we're just getting going on, on just, you know, getting it up for rent right now for the, for Oh, they've already taken possession. Yeah. They took possession last, last week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then another was a, um, a fourplex in uh, Waterloo. Um, and that was just a great property because he was able to get it with three vacant units. Oh, and wow. so he's going to renovate the other Why three. Why were they vacant? They just need to repair? The, no, it, it was, I think it was smart on the listing agent, uh, on the listing agents part to coach the, 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 the owner of the property who kind of occupied one of the units, like half occupied it. Like there was really not much stuff in there. So I don't huh. know if she was there full time, but they had left the other two units vacant plus her unit, which was going to be vacant. And there was only so they one market rent. So they could make the property more saleable, and they had listed the property. Um, it might have been in December, or early January, or something. I can't remember now. Um, but uh, I thought, okay, that was the right approach because um, it was already a tough market in the fall. So to make it that much easier for someone, you know, and and you know, when you're talking a fourplex in in Waterloo, those are not cheap, no. you know, um, and. So to, to make it more attractive, it was, it was the correct play. And then they, she, she wasn't getting a buyer and then she was almost going to fill two of the units to, you know, it so wasn't selling. And we were able to stop it right at the wow right, like literally the day that they were going to sign some, some, some people in. We said, like, no, 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 stop. We want it three units vacant and uh, he's going to renovate the three units and then he'll get market rent. Oh, he'll get yeah. off dollar too. Yeah. He's going to renovate those mm-hmm. things. And the weird
0: part is Ontario. Some of these buildings, the odd fourplex, the odd sixplex, eightplex. Um, I have a friend who has a 12plex on a lot big enough that I feel like he could sever it and build a whole other building. Because, you know, some of those, yeah. some of those older buildings in Ontario, they're just sitting on these lots yeah. where the outdoor parking lot is like pretty big and yep. then there's just a lot of grass Yeah, and those lots can be severed. Um, somebody else at the last team meeting we had here was saying they had somebody buy a sixplex and the reason they liked it is cuz they knew if they'd already spoken to the city that it could be severed yep. and they could build something else entirely on yeah. that just like a bone if you yeah. stumble into a property like that. Yep. Um, someone else was in um Cambridge and the, uh, the builder of like a subdivision built their own home and they built it with a legal accessory uh, basement unit with like pure soundproofing, like perfect yeah. soundproofing in it. Yeah. And then an accessory suite, like another unit in the backyard, like a like a Fonz yeah. suite over the yeah. garage kind of thing. Yeah. So it was like a triplex, but it was a single family home yeah. with a basement unit, so yeah. well done that you'd never hear noise. And then another rental yeah. in the back. The problem with those is the
1: banks don't really finance them well because they're not recognizing these things as triplexes. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, it's If if there's enough, if they can get the value out of the two units based on the on the purchase price, then they're okay. But if If they don't start wanting a premium for that third mm, unit, that's it. It It can be trickier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I am seeing, uh, like in Barrie, there's a builder that seems to be doing it, um, purpose built, like semis. So you know, two a semi on either side, and then the main unit, and then purpose-built with a basement suite and then a garden suite in the backyard. So, so it's like six a semi that would normally be two units. It's actually six. Well, it would... Exactly. Sorry. Yes, you got it. Yep. This is like a yep. semi, one yep. ha- one family yep. on each side. You got it. But
0: they're yep. building legal accessory basement units. Yep. So that makes it four families yep. total. And then the the garden suite. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Stuff's changing fast. It man. is.
1: Yeah. So... Um, are they selling, are those available for sale? They so, were, I have to, I'd have to go back and see if, uh, they are, properties, man. <laughs> they are. And, and at, at first he had listed them all together. So the whole thing was being sold together. Um, and then he ended up splitting them, uh, into two separate listings. And I, I don't know, um, if they, if they've sold or not, but, uh, most likely. One
0: of the young yeah. rockstar members here, um, who is an engineer was just going around looking for lots that he could buy to sever. He was finding a sweet spot in corner suites where he was just buying, sorry, corner, like a corner lot because it happened to be big. Buying the house, legally severing it, selling off. Once he'd severed it and got it zoned properly, he would sell it off to a builder and he would recoup a huge amount of money that he spent to buy the whole thing. And then he would reuse that money to like renovate the property because it was an older property. And he'd have this gem of a property for next to nothing. So like if you're willing, and that's not for everyone, not everyone's no, gonna go down sure. the journey, but if you're willing to, yeah. some of the opportunities on infill projects, you yeah. know what it reminds me of, we have a good friend in Florida, and he works with a builder, they used to build subdivisions, and they said, okay, screw it, it's hard yeah. to get subdivisions now. He took his whole full construction crew, they have four models of the home, a single family, we should bring him on, It'd probably be a good one uh, for, for Florida, a single family home, duplex, triplex, and a quad. Yeah, And they just have these four houses, and they just put his sales team, goes and scouts properties all through Florida. Yep. Like ja- from Jacksonville to Fort Lauderdale, to Naples, Fort Myers, Sarasota. And when they find lots, they put one of these four designs on it and he sends his crews all around. Sometimes on two or three streets, they might be doing six properties. Because yep. I don't know if you know if you, how much you've been down in Florida, but there'll be some subdivisions and it's just like there's vacant lots. Like it's just like that, those like yeah. swamp trees yep. and stuff totally. on them. and They, yep. just, they just buy them. Yep clear down the trees and uh it sounds so bad when i just say i just
1: (laughs) just (laughs) clear
0: down the trees and they're building these things on them cookie cutter and they go and sell them to investors all over the u.s and they're just killing it yeah and so he's not doing subdivision homes anymore instead he just treats all of florida as kind of like his market and does this thing the more i'm talking about we really should bring him and just have him yeah to to all of us um good guy too but uh so there's just a lot of the, yeah. in, the infill opportunity. I don't know if you've talked in the last time you've talked to Charles War, Andy and these guys, that's kind of what they've been doing yeah. too. They're just going around looking for infill projects all over yeah. the place.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that, uh, you know, definitely, you know, I've, I've talked to some people and, and, you know, obviously, uh, Paul and Andrew here have been doing some, some development stuff, but, uh, um, you know, there's some some people that want to jump right into that. You know, yeah, without yeah. doing anything in between, and it's like now, there's steps. Yeah, now, it's like, jump right
0: into it. It's just too much because so much can go wrong, and you need to sure. have the financial wherewithal yeah. to handle those kind of curveballs
1: yeah. that you're getting. Because yeah.
0: sometimes zoning, you get neighbors that can delay you forever. Like yeah. it can be a long
1: journey. But, but even even doing the infill before going right to a subdivision Mm -hmm. right like people want to go right there because they think that's where the money is well they want to like build a subdivision yeah Yeah. oh yeah (laughs) yeah it's like oh hold on (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. but uh yeah but um yeah anyway uh uh Oh shoot! I had something I was going to say. Anyway, I, so when I've you uh, yeah. when you uh, I, I just want to ask you some stuff about
0: life as we kind of mm-hmm. bring this all together mm-hmm. here. Um, when you're working with investors now, I'm curious: do some investors? Uh, is it always the same reasons why they're looking at real estate just to add some kind of hard asset in their lives? Like, do they tell you? Do you
1: have any clarity around that? Or no, they just come into you and saying, "Hey, get me a property." No, usually it's it's very similar reasons. They want to build wealth or they want to build some sort of asset for the future and, and yeah, have, have some resources that I think they recognize that you're not just going to get from your day-to-day job or your income, you know, your, your, your traditional income stream. So they're, uh, yeah, they just want to, they want to have something Mm -hmm. and they, they see what's going on and they look at the prices and, um, not everyone, takes the plunge, you know, they get excited about, it and then some people get cold feet, but um, the people that do, that's why, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's super complicated. You know, they have dreams and visions of what they want their life to look like. And this is a vehicle to help them get there. Think of some of the yeah. investors you've
0: worked with since like 2000. If you go back like 2010 yeah, to the value of the properties that they have now, it's crazy. It is crazy.
1: Yeah. You know and i was I, I think about that from time to time just like what well, we've all done here and you, can you know. imagine we just bought all the properties <laughs> none of us had the cash to buy <laughs> the next property never mind all of the yeah. properties <laughs> well um can i just uh plug that i have my license in alberta yeah yeah okay um so you know, I've been talking to you about this, but yeah, have my license in Alberta. So, uh, I guess that's basically it. Like and what type any, of pro- yeah, if yeah.
0: someone's listening and yeah. they wanted to do something in Alberta, what would you, who's the type of person to reach out to you for that? What are they looking for?
1: Well, if, if it's an investor, then certainly then, uh, and it would be the Calgary market and the surrounding areas, but not Edmonton, but, um, um, yeah, anything that we're doing here, we can do there. You know, hmm. um, so any investor
0: looking, you now are licensed in Alberta, and you can help them out in Cal- the Calgary market specifically.
1: Calgary market specifically, you know, Edmonton is another market that people look at, but a bit far away. It's just it's totally for me logistics. Market. It's just not. It's yeah, yeah. not. It's not. It's just. Yeah, not that anything's wrong with it. Just you're no, not there. No, I'm not there. Yeah. But in the Calgary market and the surrounding uh, the surrounding areas, then then it's it's. It's open, Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I see the demand there for rental housing, just like it is here, Um, and the price points. I think there's opportunity there for things like secondary suite conversions. You know, you just go online and you try to find... You try to find some multi units in Calgary. It is brutally hard, brutally hard. So because they don't exist, from what I picture yeah, of Calgary. Yeah, I feel like Edmonton would have way more multi units, especially the bigger multi units. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but there's definitely a market for you know, um, they call semis their duplexes, but if you got the whole thing, then you'd have both sides, and you could call that you know, yeah, that got a duplex. Got but um, but yeah, I mean, there's very little there. Um, there's a lot of demand for it.
0: It's funny so. with the population growth of Canada. It's I feel like all we have so few markets. Like if you look at the U.S. and you're in the U.S., you can move to like a, a dozen different cities. Yeah. Here, the population is exploding. If you're choosing to leave Toronto, you're either. Well, you just said you have friends going out of you, so people are going everywhere. It just there's less choices overall. So I just feel like Calgary is going to be one of the areas that just continues to explode because it's going to get feeder from Toronto and from Vancouver. Correct.
1: Yeah, uh, the the Vancouver area was the second biggest at about twenty six percent, I think, of their of their net migration, um, and, and Ontario was fifty, and then the rest was just from wherever everywhere else got it yeah and then what else can anyone else reach you out for are you doing any guided tours on the mountains
0: with horses or no (laughs) No. what if you buy a property (laughs) with JP in Calgary you don't know you don't want to throw that in I was thinking that could be a pain in the ass what's that Taking people on tours or, or through the mountains on horses. Oh no, I, I I won't
1: I won't do it. But I, I know lots of people that will do it yeah. that will take you out. Yeah, so yeah, but so how does uh, that
0: work? You pay for these guys, and it's like a week long trip up on the mountains.
1: Yeah, so it's basically you're hiring a, a an outfitter or a guide, um, and yeah, you just pay and you're like, all right, these are the dates we're gonna go and have your stuff and show up on this day and yeah.
0: And if an investor is listening to this and wants to do something in Calgary, how often are you out there? Is it once a month you're making a trip out there? Yeah, I've been, there? been out there but once a month. So once yeah. a month you're out in Calgary. Yeah,
1: but I mean that's the thing. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it can, I can, I can do it in a way that, that makes, that If we're doing business, it's different. So far, I've been mostly just going out there If there's a purpose
0: to go out, you're willing to go out anytime anytime you have a place out there. Oh, yeah. And then, so in Ontario, the investor, typically, you're not usually doing stuff in Toronto proper. Correct? You're more like Niagara, Barrie, Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, London, by yep. hitting all the right markets? Yep. You got it. So, yep. any of those markets for duplexes, legal accessory suites, garden suites, student rentals? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we don't do a lot of rent to owns anymore, but rent to own stuff. So, like in all those strategies
1: in those areas. Yep. By covering
0: the basis yep. correctly? Yep.
1: And after having done it for this many years and making different contacts, we're pretty good at, you know, the, the, The elements that always seem to be a struggle finding, which is contractors, people to do the design, then management. So at this point, we've got, you know, we don't have every last little hole filled, but pretty much we've got a lot of it. Hmm. You know, you could be
0: one stop shopping for something to guide them through that. Yeah. Um, What else, JP? I
1: think that's at the end of your life. Yeah.
0: at the end of your life, what do you think you're going to tell yourself you wish you would have done now that you haven't done yet?
1: If, if right now was the end of my life?
0: No, no, no. Just oh. like at the end of your, uh, sorry, maybe let me change the question. If, if we use the perspective of JP Gulbis as a 95 year old, okay. Yeah. Looking
1: back on the yeah. JP Gulbis as a 44 year old. Yeah. What would he tell himself right now? Um, I feel like I tell myself that every day <laughs> it's like, man, get going. Cause it's going to be over soon. So, you know, um, I, so just live. Yeah. But I think it's like, you know, there's seasons to life and then there's also yeah. like times for things that you must do. And there's times to focus on certain things. And, uh, that has a, you know, that shifts through your life. Um, I agree. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I have a pretty good sense of timing. Um, I feel that I do. Um, Someone told me that one time, so I've, uh, (laughs) you know, whatever. But no, I, I, you know, I have an internal clock and an an internal sort of uh, uh, intuition, for lack of a better word, or a feeling where it's like, I know when, when it's like. When to push and when to pull back on effort not just effort, but on, on different things. And, and of course I'm not, I'm not perfect at it. Like there's things that I should have done and, and, but, um, but I know, you know, intrinsically what, what needs to be done. And, and, uh, it doesn't mean that I get it done, but it nags at me to get it Mm -hmm. done. And so I don't, I, you know, eventually it gets done you know just Mm -hmm. it might take me a little bit more time but it it just that's circumstantial too with everything that was on because there are things that happen that are out of your control and then you got to deal with right so Mm -hmm. but um but i guess at the end of my life yeah i don't know uh um there's certainly things that i want to accomplish that i haven't yet and those do revolve around uh you know a bit of lifestyle but and horses is still a Mm -hmm. thing that that music yeah. Music to some level as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just creating some content that, that uh, doesn't ever seems to <laughs> get done, yeah, but yeah. you know um, but that kind of ties in with like, just, you know, you get in this business, it's like, it's, I find it's, it's hard to be super structured. That's something that I've come to realize Holy that it's, it's extremely difficult, yeah. and especially this is kind of a, a segue back to what we first started talking with is, you know, um, this person in my life who is very disciplined and very, um, principled, the principled part I'm good with. What do you mean principled when you say that? Um, he lived by a certain set of rules and you, yeah, you do I, as well. I, I think I do. I think there's certain principles that, 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 uh, you know, that, that I think, uh, I don't know that just resonate or that I won't bend on mm-hmm. personally. I think there's people out there that, that don't care about principles. It's mm-hmm. like whatever It's it an takes. example of one? Being honest, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, treating people well, you know, um, I think those are things that everyone, where does that I
0: mean, come from being honest? Why, why is that important?
1: Like, is that something just from growing up? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, my parents were, were honest people, you know, or, you know, and, and so I don't, yeah, I just think it was an intrinsic thing. And I think that also just, uh, um, intuition and, and then also just the, 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 uh, I, for lack of a better word, like, karma, you know, like there's always like, Hey, you know, who goes around, comes around and you see it, you know, as you get older, you can see, mm-hmm. you can when see you say
0: intuition. How does your intuition communicate with you? Is it just a feeling?
1: Yeah, it's a feeling. It's a internal dialogue. It's a, I think we all have it. I don't mm-hmm. think that, it, you know, at some level we all have it. Maybe it's stronger in other people, but yeah, I've always, um, are you doing a morning routine at all now? that you like? No, this is, this is the discipline part that, that, that I find difficult. Um, because of, because of the nature of this job, I find that you're always being dragged in a million directions Mm -hmm. and everything is so time sensitive. Emergency ASAP. I need need this ASAP. Everything is an emergency. If I get another message that says ASAP, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. But like, it, it would be great to, to be able to, you know, um, to, to have a lifestyle where you can be like, I look at you and and Nick and I, and I think, man, they are very structured with their schedules. Mm -hmm. I, it's very hard for me to be able to do that now because we removed ourselves from doing the deals directly. Correct. So it just, that just, it's, that's like a light switch. It is. And and that's the thing that I'm, that I realized that, Hey, if you want the discipline, you've got to grow what you're doing yeah. otherwise you just you're, it did
0: come yeah. from years and years and years of just discipline like you saying, yeah. like just fucking heads down
1: yeah do this, this. i can do the heads down thing yeah, it's it's the, it's the folding everything else into your life other than just eating sleeping and working mm-hmm. that's the yeah. part that that the discipline of like the reading and the exercising yeah. and like yeah. the taking time with your family those things that i have not i have not mastered because i just feel like i'm constantly just still you know running chasing chasing yeah I'm not complaining. I'm just no, no. Saying. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we're
0: all, nobody it, it yeah. doesn't sound like you are. Yeah. It's just kind of talking about life. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. weird. Like it's we're all pretty grateful and we live good yeah. lives we in, definitely in, do. in in yeah. this country. I like to yeah. bitch and moan about Canada, but yeah. let's face it, relative to a lot of places. Yeah. That, the weather though has been shit. I don't know. I can't let Canada. Off. Man, it was
1: amazing out in Alberta, I gotta tell you it was twenty really? degrees, sun? 23 degrees sun? full sunshine. I don't even know what the sun looks
0: like, man. man. I just look I, I heard it looks like a uh, ball of fire. It was unbelievable. Yeah.
1: I came back here and we're like, Oh gross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, for anyone uh, listening, I just want to just in case you don't know, JP has been working with investors,
1: I guess, since uh, tomorrow will be 14 years. Come on. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That have been here 14 years. Yeah holy yeah. shit, yeah.
0: 14 years, we all thought property prices capped out. I remember having a conversation with JP at like 234,990 for whatever reason, it was right around yeah. that property price were starting to go over. And I think we had a conversation where it was like, holy shit, I guess this is it. No one's ever going to buy an investment <laughs> yeah. property ever again because they're <laughs> now being listed for 240. <laughs> um, so uh, the number, hey, the numbers just aren't that's why when people come to us now and they say hey the numbers don't work i'm like well i don't know we've heard that since the year 2008 yeah. i actually had a buddy tell me in 1998 that the real estate cuz the real estate market then had like it had it, it gone down and it just turned yeah. and prices were coming just up again. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, you know what? They've come up now for like six months. They're going to go yeah. down again. Yeah. And I feel like you just hear these things for so many years that we've just constantly heard, Hey, the numbers don't work. Yeah. The numbers don't work. JP. Yeah. The numbers, prices are too high. Rates are just not right. Yeah. Property. It's over. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And it just keeps going. Yeah. And, uh, but 14 years, man, holy shit! so yeah jp has been working with just like thousands of investors like on hundreds of millions of dollars worth of yeah. property so he's sitting here being pretty humble but if you're looking for someone who you want to talk about life or investment properties in calgary um i mean he's the man so like uh or here obviously in ontario as well but yeah, yeah. here in ontario yeah, yeah. as well yeah and any of those areas just uh just feel pretty grateful that we have crossed paths oh likewise have, yeah. yeah it's been life-changing yeah, yeah for sure yeah. um and then i guess the best way to reach out is just the rockstar email yeah that's fine so yep. J- jpg jpg at rockstarbrokerage.com you got it Yep. um anything else any other ways that you want to hand out
1: i think that's the easiest way okay. simple everyone knows email jpg uh, so yep.
0: three letters jpg at rockstarbrokerage.com yep um
1: yeah thanks man no problem Appreciate thank you yeah yeah
0: later Do see ya. hey it's tom crowds again everyone hopefully enjoyed that chat with john paul gulbis You can reach him at his email address, which is jpg at rockstarbrokerage.com. That's jpg at rockstarbrokerage.com. And if you want to figure out if becoming a Rockstar Inner Circle member is right for you, you can visit rockstarinnercircle.com and check out all the benefits of becoming a member there. That's rockstarinnercircle.com. That's enough with this episode. Until next time,
1: your life, your terms.